Thanks for tuning in here to NL News Day on this Wednesday, May the 5th. The time is 439. I'll be here with you right through until 6 o'clock. Now, today is Wednesday. That means yesterday was Tuesday. And oftentimes on Tuesdays, while that is when Kamloops City Council gets a chance to meet at City Hall and discuss a little bit of business. And they did just that yesterday. So to talk a little bit more about what went down at uh, the Kamloops City Council meeting yesterday, please to welcome to the program the Mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how are you here this afternoon? Very good, thank you, Jeff. Well, thanks as always for the time. So uh, before we get to yesterday's City Council meeting, I just wanted to ask a quick question in regards to the snowbirds here because they flew over the city of Kamloops yesterday, the first time they had done so since they departed from Kamloops back in September. Um, and, and we were sitting here just 12 days shy now of the one-year anniversary of the tragic events that did claim the life of Captain Jennifer Casey. Uh, I'm just curious, does this kind of raise any emotion for you, bring back some memories, especially since, you know, apparently the flight crew was planning to stop in Kelowna, but decided to change their plans and come to Kamloops instead based on the, the history of events here. Um, you know, it was a pretty exciting sight to see, although one that, again, did bring back uh, uh, some un unfortunate memories here. Yeah, you know, the, the roar of the jet engines over Kamloops, I think, uh, gave pause for everyone to kind of look up to the skies and remember uh, May the 17th of last year, a, a day that will live on in infamy in the city of Kamloops. But, uh, you know, I think uh, kudos to the team that they wanted to come back and uh, uh, pay their respects to uh, the airport crew that worked so closely with them and the community of Brocklehurst that really uh, came out to support uh, everything that the Snowbirds stand for. Um, around this time last year, I mean, it would have been obviously following the uh, unfortunate day of the May 17th tragedy, but you had said to me at that time, you know, when the time is right, the city will create a memorial to the Snowbirds and Captain Jen Casey. I'm just curious if there has been any revisiting of that conversation in, in the not-too-distant past here. Uh, yes, there has been, and uh, we are still uh, actively working on that, and we'll have an announcement uh, on and around the anniversary of the crash. So I think that's May the 17th, so mm -hmm. uh, watch for more information on that then. Okay. All right, a nice little sneak peek there. I'll definitely keep my eyes open for that. All right, let's get into a little bit of uh, the council discussion yesterday. There was a pretty lengthy discussion just around social issues within the city of Kamloops, a 20-minute presentation from uh, Community and Protective Services, which was followed by a lengthy question and answer period. I guess, was there anything unique about yesterday's conversation? You and I have talked at length about social issues and some of the problems we see on the streets of Kamloops and what can be done to sort of address some of the issues. Was there anything that uh, kind of stood out to you from that, you know, hour-plus-long conversation that was had yes held yesterday? Yeah, you know, uh, kudos to Director McCorkle. I mean, uh, you know, he has a, a difficult portfolio, and, and I think one that's certainly in the limelight right now. And uh, the kind of questioning that he endured yesterday really was a reflection of what councillors are hearing from uh, our constituents, and uh, that there is a, a very high degree of frustration, a high degree of impatience, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, people looking for quick wins and quick fixes to a problem that is uh, particularly complex and uh, you know I think uh, Mr. McCorkle did a good job and his team does a great job in terms of uh, aligning all of the partner groups uh, that uh, need to be at the table to come up with solutions that will uh, help the plight of uh, the street affected populations. 
Um, I understand you actually and, and the Urban Mayor's Caucus together all, all uh, spoke with Sheila Malcolmson, the Minister for Mental Health and Addictions here in the province of BC. I guess, did you take anything from, from the chance to meet with the minister that you can kind of bring back to that local conversation as well? Well, you know, the the one thing is that this is certainly not a problem that's unique to Kamloops. Every mayor uh, that I sit with in the Urban Mayor's Caucus has identical uh, scenarios, identical problems. Uh, uh, Kennedy Stewart, the mayor of Vancouver, has even taken it on himself to try to advocate for a couple of individuals just to see how difficult it is to navigate the the system and how uh, there are people that fall through the cracks. And, And that story could be replicated in Nanaimo, Prince George, Kelowna uh, and in Surrey so you know this is a, a, a huge problem and one that really is not the sole responsibility of municipal government mm-hmm. but what happens is that municipal government are the most accessible form of uh, government and so people don't tend to stop at their MLA's office or they don't go to their MP's office they tend to come to City Hall looking for those uh, quick fixes but uh, that said I mean that's the reality in which we operate Uh, there are uh, some things that the Urban Mayor's Caucus are advocating for and and one is uh, the complex care uh, Mm -hmm. facility as a solution for those people that are just difficult to house those people that are being kicked out of supportive housing kicked out of shelters because they're because their behavior is just so disruptive and they wind up on the street and they really need to be in a uh, super supportive housing situation with wraparound services that are 24-7 and very thick and durable. So essentially kind of having everything under one roof or at least, you know, within a close proximity to each other so that they are accessible. I I know I've heard from some social housing providers who, you know, they provide the housing, but actually getting people connected to other services can be a challenge if they're not, you know, right down the road because a lot of people that are using these services, they don't really have transportation. So making it convenient is probably a pretty key part of this as well. Well, exactly. And, you know, that's the reason why in Kamloops uh, you see uh, a a greater predominance of of people who are street affected than you might see in Barrier or in Ashcroft, because uh, very simply, the services to support people in those conditions are more prevalent here than they are in some of the smaller communities. But, uh, you know, that said, uh, you know, we need to uh, keep working and and we do this in partnership with uh, a whole host of agencies uh, and and one of the most important ones is the health authority and right now the health authority is obviously preoccupied with the uh, pandemic but uh, we need to get uh, more uh, mental health services uh, on the ground on the street we need uh, addiction uh, services sobering centers Uh, we need an enhanced car 40 uh, system here uh, to be able to assist the police so there are a number of things that we're working on but uh, these are things that are limited by the amount of staff available uh, at the health authority. So we're, we're just going to continue that conversation. Yeah, and I just want to double back because you mentioned the CAR 40 program, and we've talked about expanding that for a, a long time. 
pretty much since I've been around, I can recall this conversation being held, and we haven't seen really any movement in terms of an expansion to that program. I guess, has there been much um, movement in terms of trying to get a, a lengthier program, or is it just kind of the same reminders that we could really use this on the streets of Kamloops without getting any real commitments as to seeing when something like that might happen? Well, there again, you know, as I speak with other mayors, uh, the the program is called something different in in other municipalities, mm -hmm. but essentially it's the same thing. It's car eighty or car sixty or car forty, but uh, you know there is a a disagreement between uh, mental health professionals that that's not the most effective way for them to use their resources mm -hmm. uh, in conjunction with the police. And uh, I maintain that until they come up with a more effective solution, this is something that is working. So let's uh, double down on it and let's make sure that it's available on a 24-7 basis. And this is a really a protective service. This helps people who are in mental health crises and uh, can help in, in terms of suicide intervention. Uh, uh, a lot of domestic situations uh, can be diffused. Uh, uh, those kinds of things are, are really aided. We had a situation on Overlander's Bridge last week and, and uh, Car 40 was very successful in terms of resolving that so you know we're getting wins so let's you know go with what we have until uh, they agree on what could be a more permanent and more effective solution and uh, I'm not prepared to wait so you know I'm, I'm there and council is there uh, with every opportunity we have to lobby uh, on behalf of uh, the city of Kamloops. Uh, I definitely appreciate the work that you are doing to try to, to see some of those um, projects come to fruition. Uh, shifting gears here a little bit Mayor Christian uh, uh, Councillor Sinclair brought forward again the idea of essentially waiving some park fees yesterday. Uh, I guess her proposal was to allow uh, one year of up to six parks or green spaces to have designated areas for fitness classes to be held. Uh, there wasn't much of an appetite in terms of waiving, you know, the, the day-long fees or the hour-by-hour uh, -hour fees that uh, group fitness classes may have to pay. Was there a little bit more of a, um appeal to this particular proposal as compared, compared to what we saw, um, you know, a week or two ago? Well, you know, it was just a notice of motion, so it hasn't been debated. It won't be uh, discussed until the 18th of okay. May, but it really touches on that issue of uh, how much we commercialize our park space. And there are some in the community that would like to see uh, all kinds of commercial enterprises in the parks, and, and uh, uh, they view that as amenities. Uh, and there are others that uh, see the park system as a passive space uh, that they really want to be be uh, free of commercialization and uh, an area where they could be reflective. So you have that discussion going on, and then you have uh, the discussion about whose job is it to subsidize some businesses. So uh, in the case of uh, yoga studios, uh, there is the rent relief program so that they could go to their landlord to uh, get rent relief for businesses who've been uh, affected by uh, the circuit breaker shutdown. Uh, there's also uh, business relief, about $100 million for restaurants and fitness facilities, so they could get that money from uh, the provincial government in terms of supporting their bottom line. Uh, and then there's some that think the taxpayers of Kamloops should be uh, helping them out, and there are a few uh, issues with that. One is the 
the charter uh, doesn't allow uh, us to use taxpayers' money uh, specifically to benefit uh, specific businesses. So uh, that becomes a bit problematic. Uh, there's nobody that wants this pandemic over uh, more than me. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we're all frustrated with it. Uh, you know, we're all uh, looking at pointing fingers and, and uh, that. But uh, the fastest way out of this is to get ourselves and our population vaccinated. And uh, the sooner we do that, the sooner we can return to some kind of normal and these businesses can be back up and running on their own horsepower. Have you gotten your, your vaccine yet? I have, yes. I received my vaccine uh, two weeks ago on Saturday, very efficiently at the MacArthur Island uh, uh, Curling Club. And uh, I uh, was, uh, I think, after two weeks up to, I think, now about 80% protected from COVID-19. I'm anxious to uh, line up again for my uh, second dose, and that should take my immunity up to 90, 94%, something like that. And uh, I encourage every other uh, member of uh, the community that's uh, eligible to register, uh, make your appointment, and get your vaccine on board. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just facing another round of cancellation of summer events, and it just pains me to have to do that. But, uh, you know, until we can get some degree of herd immunity in the uh, population of camelops, uh, we're going to have to deal with the ravages of COVID-19 in our hospital. So uh, this is the way out. This is uh, the solution and let's uh, avail ourselves of it. Great message and great way to wrap things up. Thanks for this, Ken. Always appreciate the time and and stay healthy. Thank you very much, Jeff. Awesome stuff. There is the mayor of Kamloops right there, Mr. Ken Christian, speaking to a number of things, including uh, social issues within the community of Kamloops. Uh, Looking forward to May 17th. Um, That is, of course, the one-year anniversary of when the Snowbirds Snowbirds tragic plane crash occurred here in the Kamloops community and uh, claimed the life of Captain Jennifer Casey. But uh, this one-year anniversary, which will be marked on Monday the 17th, sounds like, from what the mayor had to say there, we will get an update on a monument that will be coming to uh, the community here to honor the Snowbirds and honor Captain Jen Casey and the the, the contributions that she gave uh, to to us and... and, uh, flyover that was basically being done during the pandemic in order to try to raise people's spirits. So we're looking forward to seeing what that looks like and what more details we might see at that point in time. He also spoke a little bit to, uh, of course, at the tail end there, encouraging everyone to go about getting vaccinated and help us be protected from uh, COVID-19, at the very least be protected from severe illness to help uh, keep ourselves out of hospital. So happy to have that message being relayed by the mayor as well. And uh, what else did we talk about there? Um, I think that's uh, the majority of the conversation. Oh, park spaces as well. May 18th. Uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing what uh, Kathy Sinclair's and uh, Sadie Hunter's notice of motion uh, looks like in terms of conversation. Can they provide some green space to uh, group fitness users and group fitness class organizers to be able to do some type of outdoor classes? Because right now they're out of luck. They can't really do anything. If they don't have their studios inside uh, to be able to open up to, to classes, uh, the, what other options do they have? So trying to find some alternative solutions for those group fitness classes to be able to run and that instructors that we have here in our community, the ability to at least at least organize some class time and also in that, that in turn develop some revenue for them as well. So a lot of good stuff to go over there from the mayor. As always, appreciate the time, Ken, and we'll uh, catch up again soon, I hope.